Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to this edition of The Driving Podcast. I'm your host, Lorraine Sommerfeld. Today, we're doing a deep dive into all things dash cam. You might already have one, you might be considering one, or you might be wondering what all the fuss is about. We really need to come at this from a couple of approaches, so my guests today are a perfect combination. Jeff Chu is the VP of Marketing for NextBase, a Welsh-based creator of many, many dash cams, and Debbie Arnold is Business Development Manager and Broker at Sound Insurance. Welcome, both of you, to The Driving Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm going to start this podcast about dash cams with a small story. Way back in 2013, a meteor landed near the Russian city of Chelyabinsk. The news flew around the world as it does these days within minutes. But what was really different this time was all the footage. Grainy images followed by clearer ones, faraway views followed by close-ups, all of them captured by dash cams. And at the same time, we were seeing something like this in the immediate aftermath. Many around the world were also questioning their authenticity. How could so many people have a camera so handy as they were driving? Why were so many people filming when they were supposed to be driving? For me, this was the really global birth of the dash cam. For people in that country, a dash cam was a necessity, not a novelty. To keep a hold on fraud and corrupt government officials, everybody just had a dash cam to report the whole story. Jeff, first, do you remember it that way? And where was NextBase in their development of dash cams at this time? Yeah, 100%. Uh, so us being a, I, I remember that uh, as a bystander. I wasn't with NextBase at the time. But uh, I saw the, the footage, and uh, I think we all saw the viral viral clip. I was like, that was incredible. Uh, NextBase at the time, uh, like you said, we are a, a UK-based Welsh, uh, Welsh uh, company, UK-based Welsh company. And uh, at the time, NextBase was uh, thick in it in the in the dash cam business. Uh, you know, creating the market share we currently have, establishing a uh, a nice line of products. But um, NextBase was establishing the market out in the UK and EU at the moment, and uh, you know that helped raise incredible awareness for the dash cam for dash cams. And you never know what's going to happen when when you're in your car. Debbie, are you seeing an increase in interest in dash cams? I think here in Canada, it's got more to do with theft than Russian meteorites. But are you seeing? <laughs> yeah, we're not so worried about civil unrest or anything like that. Um, it's more to do with fraud. And yes, there is a higher degree of interest. The first question is, I have a dash cam. Do I get a discount? It's like I have surveillance cameras on my phone, on my home. Do I get a discount? So no, not yet. They're not there yet. And when it comes to insurance companies, they need massive amounts of data in order to start developing some sort of platform 
to launch discounts or whatever. It takes years. The insurance companies are, they're very conservative. When, <laughs> That's a um, nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm being politically correct. <laughs> As I know. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, when I look at the ads, there is a very wide range of dash cams. As a consumer, what kinds of things should I be looking for? If I don't want to spend a fortune, but I want features that will be useful, where should I start looking? Where can we tell people to begin their search? Um, you know, dash cams, there's, there's many of them, um, and you kind of get what you pay for a little bit. So uh, the best place to start is kind of with a trusted, uh, a trusted retailer, somewhere where you kind of know that they've sifted through all the mud and figured out where, you know, this is the good stuff. Uh, for example, like a Best Buy um, or Canadian Tire or something like that. But really, like I said, uh, there's a lot of different products out there from a dash cam perspective. And uh, what you would think sounds amazing, you know, um, if it sounds too good to be true when you're searching for your dash cam, for example, for example, um, you know, $40 dash cam that's 4K that does all this crazy stuff. Um, you know, like I said, it probably sounds too good to be true. And uh, the result will be, you know, something less reliable, something that doesn't have a warranty, something that, uh, is a muddy grainy image because even though it says it has you know this particular resolution the um the the quality of the image it is really under par of what you need when when you want a reliable piece of evidence so like a lot of things we're looking for trusted retailers as a start and uh, this is the wild west of the internet a lot of people are falling down holes and being delivered some crap because you know they're being led astray i'm going to come back to some of those things in a second debbie from from an insurance angle what do insurance companies and adjusters think of dash cams have you seen anyone save a claim i actually i have we um we do a lot of transportation so we have a lot of bus companies school buses and coaches and it was really interesting we have a one uh, claim where it was a an independent witness had their dash cam going and the car in front of them is weaving in and out of traffic and it's vi it's a very clear video of what this driver was doing and it shows the driver going through a red light and hitting one of our school buses um, fortunately no kids were injured in the accident but uh, the dash cam evidence was put forward by the independent um, witness and that really helped because running a red it's difficult to prove without evidence um without any bystanders or, or independent witnesses and having that video footage it was clear and the fortunately the police accepted it and he was charged with you know dangerous driving especially because of the behavior preceding the accident it was obviously dangerous so that was it was a good thing are they widely used in claim settlement uh, I, we don't have data on that yet statistically um but i know from my own clients and experience that yeah the dash cam footage is invaluable i think um but is it used as much as it should be probably not okay jeff most people are familiar with ring cameras and as we mentioned previously, you know, if your house has cameras on it, how have dash cams improved? The early ones, those that Russian footage was insanely grainy and I don't know where they came from, probably not Best Buy, but um, how have they improved since you've come on board with NextSpace? Like what have you seen? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, uh, a dash cam is just like a car, you know, it's the sum of its components in tuning, right? So. 
Uh, you can ask somebody to buy a, a, a car and, you know, even though it has four wheels and a four cylinder engine, for example, you know, you get a lot of different performance out of a, let's say a base level Civic versus a high performance race car with a four cylinder engine also. So dash cams from a basic level, um, they've improved just in the componentry, but what's really advanced uh, beyond that uh, with the finer quality images and uh, image quality is uh, a lot of safety features and things that would uh, help you beyond just a um, recording what happened. So, you know, life-saving features like emergency SOS, um, potentially, uh, you know, saving you, uh, being responsible for an incident with uh, intelligent parking mode, which would start recording if someone hit you. And then beyond that, a new level of dash cams, which we just invented this new dash cam called the Space IQ which features AI computing learning algorithms, radar, uh, spatial awareness radar, uh, and more, which, you know, culminates to this multitude of features that makes things safer, makes the drivers safer, makes the neighborhood safer. With the uh, LTE connection, it allows you to live view and see exactly what's happening around your car and to your car from anywhere in the world. I, th I think here in Ontario, Debbie is not far from where I am. The theft rates are so high. And a lot of people from either their house cameras or their dash cams, you can see the faces now. You can actually see what's going on. Whereas before it used to be CCTV, which was terrible. Like, you know, you couldn't tell anybody from anybody. So I think that clarity that we're seeing uh, for porch pirates, if you have a camera in the front, it's being brought to the dash cams as well. And I find that, I guess it's like every other part of technology that's galloping ahead at warp speed. So are dash cams. Um, Debbie, we've heard about various insurance companies now requiring tracking system for frequently stolen cars. Here in Ontario and Quebec, especially, auto theft is top of mind and we're all paying so much for it. From your perspective, could dash cams be filling a role in this problem? I, th I think they certainly could be, especially the ones that have um, the ability to, with the motion, when there's motion around the car, that it starts recording as long as those uh, video clips are retrievable and don't delete automatically after a certain amount of time. Um, that would be invaluable for theft. Is it on the radar for insurance companies as yet? No, the insurance companies are were two years behind in responding to theft. We already saw the rates increasing back in 2020 and the rate of theft increasing in Ontario um, then. And it was just this, uh, in 2023, they started reacting to it. Like I said, the insurance industry is slow to respond because they need the data behind it, right? And it takes time to develop that data. So that's, that's where the problem is with insurance companies, but I think just seeing some of the technology that's built into vehicles today, um, aside from purchasing an aftermarket um, or after manufacture dash cam, the stuff that's going into cars today in terms of that bird's eye view and developing the motion sensor technology, like you said, everything's moving at the speed of light now. And I think that has to come into the uh, question with insurance you know, how they have to start utilizing the technology that's available to them. Well, that camera that Jeff just mentioned, the IQ, and I know there's other ones on the market, but I'm familiar with this product because I had one several years ago as well. And Jeff, you can get, how many degrees the view now? It's 4, 420 or 450. Like it can go all the way, more than all the way around your car and really, really clear resolution. 
So what Debbie's talking about, which is when you can see beyond a doubt what's happening and record it, that's, that's what these cameras, some of them are now capable of doing. It is recording what happened. So you do have a, you do have proof. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, the standard dash cam is of course a front facing camera, but uh, as technology grows, processors become a little bit more powerful and the demand uh, is created. Um, there's definitely a, a, our new dash cam is what we call a 450 degree dash cam viewing angle. Uh, I know that, you know, doesn't make sense technically, but uh, more than 360, but what it is, is the dash cam comes standard with a front facing camera facing out the windshield and interior dash cam uh, view, which is inside the cabin. So you can see the driver, the passengers out the side windows, which is really critical. Um, if something were to happen, if someone had come up to your side of your car, whether it's you know, an active road rage, a, a thief, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then a third optional camera, which would be out the back window. So you truly get a um, truly get full uh, protection around the sides, front and rear of your car. And as Debbie could probably validate, you know, the, uh, a majority of accidents happen um, with rear end accidents and things where, you know, you're unprotected and you're, you're unprotected from your backside. Okay, Jeff, I want to ask you this question because I am representing all the normal Luddites out there and there's a lot of us. Um, so it's kind of a hardware question. You mentioned these various cameras and different parts and components that you can install. Is this something that people can do? I know there's videos. I know there's step-by-step. But if you have a a customer or client say to you, how hard is it to install these? How much should the average consumer um, be looking for either one of their kids to come and do it or someone else to do it? Or is it pretty self-explanatory? Are they pretty basic? Yeah, it's pretty basic. Um, you know, it's very daunting when it when you see a bunch of wires in your car, you know, automatically you make assumptions that this is going to be difficult and you don't want to deal with it. Um, but I can tell you firsthand that it's very, very easy. It just takes uh, the time to do it, which would, you know, can for me, since I'm an experienced person with the dash cam, I could do it in under five minutes. Um, for the first time user, uh, who's a little bit more hesitant, um, who's a little bit more hesitant, maybe you know, 20 to 40 minutes, depending on how, uh, how tight and clean you want it to be. But it really is very simple. Like you said, there's a lot of um, YouTube tutorials on our app. There's a, a step-by-step process of how to install it. And really when it comes down to it, you're just really shimming or, or shoving the wire uh, along the headliner and into the weather stripping and under your, uh, under your seat and plugging it into either a cigarette lighter, a USB, a OBD2 port, and if you wanted it to be extra, extra clean, then you could put it into a fuse, uh, fuse tap. But, um, you know, there's a lot of different options. Incredibly simple. Um, it just takes the time. And more of them now, like the one I have, um, there's an app on my phone. And so I'm seeing it in real time on my phone. So the, my phone's with me and it will send an alert if somebody nudges my car in the parking lot. So there's two parts to this. There's the hardware that goes in the car and then there's the app that's on your phone. Correct. Yeah, if you live in an area with not a lot of foot traffic around your house, then uh, you definitely want to know if someone's walking up to your car, whether it's in the driveway, a carport, or in the um, or on the street. So, with the new IQ dash cam, you don't have to wait for a physical thing to happen to the car, like your window breaking or someone getting into your car for the dash cam to start recording. Um, the IQ has a built-in radar motion detector, so if it detects someone from a proximity distance coming towards your car, then it will sense it as a threat automatically wake up out of sleep 
and start recording so that a you have the footage of the person walking up and potentially breaking your car and because it has the lte connection it will send you a notification immediately so you can either hit the audible alarm have a live view of what's actually happening or you know if something unfortunately were to happen it would automatically lock push it into the cloud and save it into as an encrypted file for you to report to the police or insurance later on but ultimately you know with the with the radar we hope to be able to prevent things from happening which is really new for dash cams generally generally dash cams you have to wait for something to happen then it will save that footage and then you'd have that evidence and what next space is trying to do is really get ahead of the whole situation with this radar precognitive uh, alerts so that you can prevent it drop in kind of like what you'd expect from these smart home security systems when you say hey get away from my porch you know drop that package you know we hope to be able to do the same thing with your car now whether it's in your driveway in your car park in the in your business parking lot wherever it is um you have the ability to prevent it from happening and and hit audible alarms or have that footage wow okay that's, that's amazing actually that would be perfect for somebody like me who lives <laughs> out in the boonies there is no foot traffic there's no sidewalks so yeah. any, if anybody's coming up to my car, I want to know about it. <laughs> I'm Lorraine Sommerfeld here today with Debbie Arnold of Sound Insurance and Jeff Chu with Nextspace Dashcams. We'll be right back after this break with more on the Driving Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome back to The Driving Podcast. I'm your host, Lorraine Sommerfeld, and I'm glad to have Debbie Arnold of Sound Insurance and Jeff Chu of Next Space with me. Jeff, we've all seen some terrible aftermaths uh, with dash cam footage of actual crashes. How hardy are these units physically? You know, not like I said earlier in the conversation, not all dash cams are made the same, but Next Space, we really take pride in enjoying the construction of the dash cam. Um, we only design dash cams from the ground up. We don't buy stuff off the shelf, slap it in a, in a box and put a logo on it and say, all of a sudden I have a company called Jeff's Dash Cams. Um, our teams of engineers uh, really put it through the test to the point of uh, even crash testing it. Uh, the, our dash cams, our facility, excuse me, our facility in Wales, uh, we have over hundred engineers where there's actually uh, a point of our testing where we, Put it on a rig and simulate a crash i think at 35 miles per hour and the reason why that's really important is because you'll find a lot of dash cameras that have suction cup mounts uh, suction cup mounts seem convenient they're non-committal when placing it easy to put up etc cetera, etc cetera. but the last thing that you want when you have a incident with a crash uh, particularly in a severe crash is a dash cam dismounting from the suction cup and flying at your head as a projectile because you know it's a solid piece of plastic so what we try to do with next base is we crash test it all of our dash cams so that we can ensure a the dash cam stays in place when you get in the accident so you see the full full situation and 
not fly off the windshield so that you know it becomes either potential uh, potential piece of harm to you I like that crash testing them. Okay, I'm going to do a little public service announcement here. If you have a dash cam and someone cuts you off, the police do not care. If your camera catches someone speeding, the police do not care. Do not show up at the police station with your phone or an SD card full of evidence of a traffic infraction. However, and this one matters, pay attention to the news and police will ask for people who are in the area of a bad crash or incidents and ask if anyone has dash cam footage from just before or during the incident. This is your citizen's arrest moment, people. You may have caught something that was leading up to something important. Now is your shiny moment to help the police or a fellow motorist who needs a set of eyes. But just showing up to complain about people, they don't have time for that stuff. Okay, Debbie, I have just a business question here. Uh, how would an insurance company view an aftermarket edition if it got lost or stolen, a dash cam? Uh, if it's not integrated into the manufacture of the vehicle, then it becomes personal property. So in Ontario, personal property within the vehicle is covered for damage if it's a non-chargeable loss. Somebody hits you, causes damage, it's 100% their fault. It becomes personal property and it's covered under direct compensation property damage. Um, and that, that would be covered. If it's a chargeable loss, on the other hand, where you hit somebody and there's damage to your contents, then it's under your property insurance, home, tenants, condo insurance, subject to your deductible if it's lost or damaged, um, if it's stolen. Same thing. But if it's integrated, and there are some manufacturers that do integrate um, dash cams within the vehicle. I know Kia does. Um, that's that's part of the manufacturer of the vehicle, so that's covered as a piece of the vehicle. Perfect. Thank you. You're Jeff, what, what advice would you give to someone who already has a dash cam in their vehicle? Does it require maintenance or a checkup? Is there anything we tend to forget uh, because they're so non-intrusive? So what's your advice to someone who's got one? What should they be doing with it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the biggest red flags I try to warn people about when owning a dash cam is the SD card. Most dash cameras have an internal, internal memory, which would be through a uh, micro SD card. And what typically happens, and I'm guilty of this when I first started the company, is when you get a dash cam, you just rummage through your junk drawer and find whatever SD card that you have. You hear there was some random website and you, you know, find a, a terabyte SD card for, for 10 bucks. So this is going to be great. Let me throw it in the dash cam. Uh, ultimately, the dash cam is a high performance uh, machine. And if you don't have the right SD card, then the SD card won't be able to keep up with the writing speed because you're asking the dash cam to, or I'm sorry, you're asking the SD card to write at real time possibly you know, three channels, front, cabin, and rear, uh, all at the same time at 4K image quality or up to 4K image quality. And the dash, sometimes the SD card just can't keep up. It's just like the motor oil to your engine. And if you're using the wrong motor oil in let's say a Ferrari or an F1 race car, Ferrari's engine's eventually gonna freeze because you're using basic consumer uh, motor oil. So same thing with the dash cam. If you're using the wrong SD card, something that's not compatible with the writing speed, eventually the SD card is going to corrupt because it can't keep up with the file placement and ultimately your dash cam is going to freeze. And then people are going to get angry at the SD. I'm sorry. People are going to get angry at the dash cam because like I just paid a hundred bucks for this thing and it didn't record what happened. It's because actually, you know, the maintenance behind the SD card um, wasn't there. And unfortunately the SD card wasn't able to keep up with the Ferrari dash cam that you have. 
Okay, so that's, I think, a really, really good reminder to anyone that's already got one is to check your SD card and make sure that it's current. Uh, Debbie, I had an acquaintance who was parked on one of the tiny, tight side streets in Toronto, and they were in their house, and it's during a snowstorm, and the mirror was clipped off by a car, and the dash cam captured most of the license plate. And they ended up, the police actually found the plate from that partial plate. He didn't have to pay his deductible. And those side mirrors can be thousands of dollars now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, are we seeing, are police going to put these kind of resources into this? Like partial plate sounds like I'm watching a TV show. Oh, we got a partial plate. We can go and find it. Are, you, are insurance companies interested or invested in going after stuff like that? It, honestly, I think it's going to depend on timing, right? Um I mean, we know at the end of the month, police are rather busy handing out infractions, at least in Ontario. Um, so, I mean, if you're talking about the beginning of the month, middle of the month, where they might have a little bit more time. Um, and if it, if the damage is serious enough, in Ontario, there's a really, you know, the police don't want to get involved unless the damage is over $2,000 or there's injuries. If there's, I mean, obviously, it's a criminal act to leave a scene of a, of a crime, right? And a, or to fail to remain. That's a big ticket. So it's is it worth it for the police to go after it? Absolutely. Um, it, they're not concerned, though, about the insurance impact. They're concerned about the fine or, you know, being able to arrest somebody for, for wrongdoing. Right. Chargeable. Okay. Yeah, they want it chargeable and they want it clear. So, it is it an advantage for a client for a policyholder um, to have that type of type of evidence? Absolutely. Can it assist in mitigating their claim and making you know showing proof that it you know it wasn't the client that hit a pole? Absolutely. How interested the police are going to be well you'd have to ask an actual traffic officer but as i said <laughs> i got it okay jeff over to you jeff mm -hmm. um regard regardless of brand see what i did there what, what what would you consider the top three things that a consumer should consider before they get a dash cam what are the three things that matter the most regardless of price point yeah uh, great question so for all dash cams, no matter price point or or brand is image quality. You know, not all dash cams are made the same. I, I keep beating that drum, but um, you want something that has really good image quality. And I say image quality over resolution because a lot of people buy dash cams based on resolution, just like a TV, 1080p, 1440, 4K. Um, but as we kind of know with TVs as well, you know, a 4K TV that has, um, you know, all the bells and whistles, but you only paid a hundred bucks for it. the image is probably not going to be that pretty. You know, the colors will be off the, the crispness of the image, although it has the quantity of pixels in 4k won't be sharp, uh, et cetera. And that's the same thing with dash cameras is you want a dash camera at whatever price point that you have, that's building it with the best components and tuning. So that you're getting the best image quality for driving in daytime, nighttime, artificial light, um, transitioning between different lights, et cetera. Actually recording in a car is quite difficult. Uh, you know, there's a lot of vibration. There's a lot of glare from the sun revolving around you and bouncing off, you know, different, uh, the dashboard and the windshield, et cetera. So image quality is wildly important. Uh, two would be, um, you know, a dash cam that has parking mode. Parking mode's uh, a really great feature for, you know, 
you're not driving your car most of the day, you know, you're often leaving it unattended, parked, you know, very vulnerable. So a dash cam with parking mode is quite advantageous to protect you if someone were to, you know, rip back into your car while it's parked or key your car or whatever it may be. And we talked about the IQ that has the radar that's able to have that precognitive sense that if someone, if threat is walking up to your car and it is, you know, very vulnerable in a, in a neighborhood where there's not a lot of foot traffic, then you'll be able to uh, see what happened and give you the opportunity to stop it and prevent it. Yeah. And the third one, as we mentioned earlier, is just the mounting system. You know, the basics, um, you know, something that is secure on your window, that's not going to fall off on a hot or cold day, but also not going to fly off when you get in an accident, potentially hurt you. So um, a dash cam that's been tested and really uh, something that is, you know, of quality components and reliable. Ultimately, with the mounting, the recording, et cetera, et cetera, you want a dash cam that you can rely on, whether it's going to record when you need it to record and or um, stay where it needs to stay and see the point of view of what actually took place uh, when you need it the most. Because you never know when this stuff's gonna happen at the end of the day, you know, you're you're there, you're, uh, sorry, the dash cam's there to protect you, but it needs to be always on call when you need it to be and when you don't expect it the most. Okay, Debbie, have you ever seen um, somebody be proven wrong? I've seen this in a couple of places, of course, on the internet where someone is so certain and they rush to their insurance company and they go, look, and the adjuster looks at it and says, yeah, that's not you, dude. Like, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> so I think this this could conceivably cut both ways if someone's interpreting their own footage, correct? Oh, I, I would think so, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to be careful with that. And you want to make sure that you're looking at your footage in an unbiased and objective manner before you go running to police or to your insurance company. Right. Oh, very, very politically correctly put. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting really good at that, eh? <laughs> okay. Jeff, Jeff, I'm going to toss the last question to you. And it kind of goes with your previous answer about the things to look for. What are some red flags? Is there a couple of things that if a consumer's looking for a dash cam, regardless of price point, because they are all over the place, um, what's a red flag? What's something that jumps out or two things that jump out for you? Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, the biggest red flag is uh, if it sounds too good to be true, then it's probably not true. Um, dash cams, you know, there's a wide spectrum of dash cam brands and price points, which means that the image quality may not be great and or the reliability or warranty may not be there. So I really warn people to not necessarily just buy off of, let's say, an Amazon marketplace where you're just basing it on, on reviews and stuff like that, because that can all be gamified. Um, you know, look for a trusted place where the retailer has done their homework on the most reliable, the easiest to use, something with a warranty, et cetera. Um, that's probably the biggest red flag is just um, quality in a dash cam because there's a million out there, but not all of them, not all of them are going to do what you need them to do when you need it the most. I think every consumer show I ever do comes down to if it's too good to be true, you know it's too good to be true. And we should start and almost end there. The other thing is if you have a friend with a dash cam, ask some questions. People that have them and use them all the time are really familiar with them and they're happy to talk. It's like EVs. That's it for this edition of the Driving Podcast. A huge thanks to my guests, Jeff Chu and Debbie Arnold. You can subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Be sure to check out previous episodes of the Driving Podcast. I'm Lorraine Sommerfeld. We'll see you next time. Bye.